welcome to Grace and Glory Audio featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series on the book of Romans with part two of this message entitled, Jesus Ends Slavery. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Romans chapter three. Now, here's our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. We want to look at uh, the last two points I want to make in this subject, redemption. I said salvation can be described in three theological terms. We discussed first justification last time and today redemption and next Sunday propitiation. And so the sixth point is redemption blessings are experienced in two stages. Redemption blessings are experienced in two stages. The first stage is the present time in this life. And the second stage in the coming age. We just look at some scriptures. I told you that we don't tell stories. If you want to make this a church home, you, you must understand we declare the gospel. We believe in sola scriptura and tota scriptura, the whole scripture. Because we are interested in leading you to heaven. So Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 7, and it says here, in him we have redemption. In Jesus Christ, we have redemption. Through his blood, that's the price, that's the ransom, that's the cost. And redemption, i.e. the forgiveness of sins. Take a look at it. That is what we experience right now. We have. We presently have forgiveness of sins. And forgiveness of all sins. That's what justification is all about. Forgiveness of all sins. And Colossians chapter 1 and verse 14 says the same thing. And beginning with verse 13. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness. That's a blessing. Dominion of darkness, dominion of Satan, authority, power of Satan. We are, we are rescued out of that sphere. And brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves. And actually has happened. God has taken us out of the power, dominion, authority of Satan. And brought us into the kingdom of God's son. And kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost to be experienced. In whom we have redemption, again, what is it? The forgiveness of sins. Well, let's turn to Titus chapter 2 and verse 14. Who gave himself for us 
to redeem us from all anomia, lawlessness. Oh, what a blessing that is, to be redeemed from lawlessness. And Jesus himself said, a lot of people are going to come to him and say, Lord, Lord, and he will tell them, depart from me, you workers of anomia, the same word, lawlessness. And this is the problem in the evangelical church today. They speak of a justification and practice anomia, lawlessness. But here is a verse that says God delivered us, redeemed us from lawlessness, from all wickedness. And he is purifying for himself a people. People of God, people of Christ, are a holy people. Purify for his own possession, a people that are his very own. God's people. Zealous, boiling hot to do what is good. So redemption is a present experience. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, beginning with verse 18. Flee from sexual immorality. Evangelicals don't have to anymore flee from sexual immorality. They are teaching you can indulge. And they come to this church and they are surprised that we are speaking from the Bible. Flee. From sexual immorality, all other sins are a man commits are outside his body, but he who sins sexually sins against his own body. John Frame says, when you join in an adulterous fornication relationship, you are bringing Jesus Christ into that fornication relationship. Even to think of it is blasphemy. It's a serious issue. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost? Who is in you? That's a present blessing. The Holy Spirit is in us. Whom you have received from God. You are not your own. The ownership has been changed. From Satan to Jesus Christ. You were bought at a price. Therefore honor God with your body. A lot of people who sinned against their body. And they live to regret it. If you are a true Christian you don't stand up and jump up and down and say how much immorality I committed. Such people will be ashamed of discussing these matters because sin is injurious to your body and soul. You were bought at a price, therefore honor God with your body. These are all present experiences. But I want to go on to the future. That's where I just want to put some emphasis. What do you think? What is going to happen in the future? 
we are going to receive a spiritual body, glorified body, sinless body, spirit-engineered physical body, spirit-engineered physical body with which to live with God. That is a future installment of redemption. Turn to Romans 8 and verse 23. Beginning with verse 22, we know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption as sons, i.e., what? the redemption of our bodies. Wait eagerly. So you look at your body, it just cancer and this. A lot of problem is there, you don't even know that right now. You have no clue. And one day you go to the doctor and uh, he'll tell you. And we are going to die. The Bible calls it this mortal body. And God has decided to give the fullness of blessings in two installments. Now, I don't like that. I, I wanted to get it in one installment, but that's not the way he operates. So who am I to argue with his plan? And so we must die. But we die in faith. We die in Christ. We die in hope. We died to be with Christ, to be in paradise. So we read here, verse 23, not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit. We are Spirit-filled people and yet we groan. Inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption of sons, the redemption of our bodies. Ephesians chapter 1. And verse 13 and 14, and you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having believed you were marked in him with the seal, the promised Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the seal that speaks about a couple of things. One, ownership. You belong to Christ. And what else speaks about security? That you are secure. Holy Spirit who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. Here is redemption seen as future and speaking about what? The glorification of our body. Chapter 4 and verse 30 of Ephesians. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Again speaking about the resurrection of, of believers. Or turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 30. 
It is because of him, that is God the Father, that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God, that is our righteousness, our sanctification, and what? Redemption. Again, that is a future installment of a glorified body. I want to give you a list of blessings that we receive from redemption. The first is we enjoy freedom. Freedom. Galatians 5 verse 1. Uh, 5 verse 1. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Freedom. Freedom from sin, freedom from guilt, freedom from condemnation, freedom from death, freedom from hell, freedom to say no to sin, and freedom to say yes to righteousness. Freedom, sir. Don't come and tell me that you did again whatever you did that is evil then you could have enjoyed freedom. Freedom, sir. This is glorious freedom. Jesus Christ was tempted and he said no to sin. Freedom and yes to God the Father. And the same freedom you can have. And chapter 5, Galatians verse 13, you my brothers were called to be free. But do not use your freedom. This is what evangelicals are doing now. Do not use your freedom to indulge in sin. Rather serve one another in love. How many people are saying, well, we are justified, therefore we can do whatever we want. That repentance is not necessary and saving faith is not necessary. Even one fruit is not necessary as I discussed at the retreat. But here St. Paul says, do not use your freedom to indulge in the sinful nature. Turn to the book of John, chapter 8. Beginning with verse 34, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family. <laughs> and I was discussing with somebody this morning about this passage. Those who go out of this place into darkness is a slave. Slave comes and slave goes. Slave has no place in the home, no permanent place. No permanent place. They just go from place to place to place. And when you go from place to place to place, it is an indication you are what, sir? A slave. You are not a son who belongs to the family. But a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you are free indeed. Freedom, sir. Stand fast in the freedom. 
Number two, as a result of redemption, we have a new master. In Ephesians 1.4 we said we are sealed with the Holy Ghost. Demonstrating that we belong to Jesus Christ, our new master, to serve him and to love him. That's how you come to become a Christian. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And God heard that confession, sister, brother. Then you went out to sin. And God has to deal with you. You said Jesus is Lord. You said you belong to Jesus Christ. It's a serious issue. We have a new owner. He said come and follow me. He said come unto me. I'll give you rest. And then he said take my yoke upon you. And learn of me. It is an ongoing relational life. And he said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It is not some absolute freedom. There is no such thing as absolute freedom. Either you serve Satan or you serve Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Number three, we already noted forgiveness of all sin, Ephesians 1.7. Number four, we already noted redemption of the body. Jesus Christ was sent to bring many sons to glory. And God will glorify us in body and soul. Not only from the penalty of sin, not only from the power of sin, but he will save us even from the presence of sin. Today sin is present in us. But there is coming a day. And our bodies will be like unto his glorious mind. We shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. Number five. Sin has no dominion over us. Now that sounds strange but it is the truth. Sin has no dominion over us. Romans 6 and verse 4, for sin shall not be your master. Who is your master? The Lord Jesus Christ is your master. We belong to Jesus Christ. Sin shall not be your master. Number 6. Now be careful how to interpret what I'm about to say because <laughs> I told you people misinterpret and and destroy themselves. We are not under law. We are not under law. Galatians 4 and verse 4. But when the time had fully come. God sent his son born of a woman. Born under law. And notice to redeem those under law. And we stand before God not because we kept the law fully, perfectly, but because Jesus Christ kept the law fully and perfectly. We are not under law but under grace. A grace that enables you to fulfill the law. To love your wife. To go to work. Tell truth, 
He who stole, let him what? Steal no longer. In that sense, we are not without the law. Let him work with his hands that he may have something to give. Honor your father and mother. So the moral law is applicable. But being sinners, we can never keep them perfectly so we can stand before God in our righteousness. That's the issue. So in that sense, we are no longer under law. In Romans 6 and verse 11, it says here, In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin. We are dead to sin as a master. But what? Alive to God in Christ Jesus. We are alive, sir. We are alive to serve God. We are alive, sir. God in his great love and rich mercy made us alive. Spiritual resurrection. We have that life. Life within us. Life of God in the soul of man. By which we can resist the devil and say no to sin and enjoy the freedom. In other words, what we see in Ephesians 2, 1 through 3 has been reversed. And now we are alive toward God and dead in, toward sin. Not in sin, but toward sin. We are alive to God. The next one, Satan cannot harm us. Let's praise God because it is so. Satan cannot harm us. 1 John 5:18, we know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin. The one who was born of God keeps him safe. That is, Jesus Christ keeps us safe. Jesus said, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. And now he says, and the evil one cannot harm him. No, sir, he can never harm us. And James 4 and verse 7 says, resist the devil and he shall flee from you. Isn't that amazing? Devil is a superhuman being, an angelic being. And yet we can resist him in the name of Jesus Christ and he runs. Why didn't you do that, sister, brother? You didn't have to sin. Don't come and say, I just had to do it. You didn't have to do anything. Let me tell you what happened to you. Pride goes before fall. That's what happened to you. Those who are humble, those who fear God can resist the devil in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And he flees. Not you flee. He, he flees and you stand. In 1 Peter 5, Peter says the same thing. Notice here. Verse 6. 1 Peter 5, 6 and 7, 8 and 9. Humble yourselves therefore. That's the problem. Arrogance. Arrogance. 
when pastor preaches you don't listen you are looking here and looking there and looking every place else because the devil keeps you from the word because the word is medicine if you take it you'll be healed Humble yourselves therefore under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him. Standing firm in the faith. Resist him by obeying Jesus Christ. That's what it means, standing firm in the faith. Revelation 12, 11 says they overcame the devil by the blood of the Lamb, the cross, and the word of their testimony, that their faith in this redemption, this atonement. And finally, one more, Galatians 4, 4 and 5. But when the time had fully come, God sent his son born of a woman, born under law. Notice now, to redeem those under law. For what purpose? That we might receive the full rights of sons. Sonship. Redemption brought to us sonship. We belong to the family of God. And sonship brings us Inheritance. Sons are heirs, heirs of God, joined heirs with Christ. And sonship also brings us the spirit of his son into our hearts. And how do you know that, that the Holy Ghost is in you? That you cry, Abba, Ho, Pater, Abba, Father. There is that crying, that's the word that is used, crying continuously crying now you see that I we have these uh, grandkids and, and their parents know this and I know from my own experience one thing they do if they are born what happens they cry they cry they cry 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 means there is life you really look for crying otherwise it is called what stillbirth it's dead so they're looking for what? Cry. A loved cry, sir. And so when you come to this church, there are loud cries, loud singing, loud praying, Holy Ghost, sir. Hallelujah. And I pray in the middle of the night and, and early morning. I pray for the church and pray. And it is, this is automatic. Holy Ghost. We are redeemed people. We have been made sons of God. Brought into the family of God. We cry to the Father. Our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. And we are asked. We are given right. We are given rights of sons. And just cry out to God. Make petitions. Hallelujah. Make petitions. And God hears our prayers. Friends, make certain this evening that you are belonging to the company of the redeemed. 
redeemed out of sin and guilt and death and slavery, condemnation, eternal hell, out of all bondages, it doesn't matter what bondage, alcohol, drug, pornography, it doesn't matter, sir, then God saves you. He breaks all bondages, breaks the chain of all these bondages. I don't believe in, in therapy, seven years of therapy, and after that nothing happened either. There is Holy Ghost, mighty power. He comes and saves you, redeems you, sets you free. If the Son sets you free, you are free indeed, sir. Hallelujah. The thief works hard and gives to other people. Hallelujah. And the liar tells truth, sir. And alcoholic drops his alcoholism just like that. Out of all bondages, he has brought us into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Make sure, friends, that you belong to Jesus Christ, the Redeemer who loved you so much that he laid down his life for your redemption. And this redemption is irreversible and irrevocable as justification has been. You are redeemed out of your former sphere of sin, guilt, and misery. You belong to Christ. You belong to glory. You belong to the family of God. You belong to heaven. Our citizenship is in heaven. Let us enjoy, friends, life of freedom. Freedom not to sin and freedom to obey God. There is no difference, Paul says. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Then he says, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption which is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Is there redemption in any other religion? There is no redemption. Redemption is located, embodied in Jesus Christ. What must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Come to Jesus. He gives you rest. Take up his yoke. Learn of him. His yoke is easy. Whose yoke is heavy? Satan, sir. He comes to steal, kill and destroy. Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Come to Jesus, follow him. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we praise you and thank you that you have redeemed us. We thank you for bringing us out of darkness and death and hell to belong to you. And through the Spirit we cry, Abba, O Pater, which reveals that we have life, life of God in the soul of man. Lord, help us not to grieve the Holy Spirit by whom we are sealed unto the day of redemption.
But help us, O oh Lord, to bring joy to Heavenly Father, to our Redeemer, Jesus Christ. Help us to bring joy to the Holy Ghost as we obey the Spirit of God. Lord, we know that sin still dwells in us. We are justified, we are redeemed. And yet, O oh Lord, sin still dwells in us. This is a mortal body. And we do sin in word and thought and deed. So we come and we pray for forgiveness. You will forgive us. The only sin you will not forgive is the sin of unbelief. You have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio, part two of this message entitled, Jesus and Slavery. Come back soon for more transforming Bible teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthew.